This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to our show for today, everybody. It is uh, Wednesday, March the 30th. Thank you for choosing to join us. And uh, we're going to review a lot of the stuff that we have coming up on the show today and let you know what's ahead. And uh, Joanne, I'll probably have like a late night roundup before too long, right? Yes, I just sent it. Oh, there you go. All right. We definitely will have a late night roundup then. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our show. So we had a, we had a surprise guest drop by on the After Buzz yesterday. Nico, do you want to talk about how? The after buzz in the various podcasts. How yeah. excited were you, Buzz? I saw your little eyes light up and you had oh. this smile. <laughs> did I? You did. I was so Doesn't happy. Sound for you. like me, but all right. It was you. You were so happy. Well, everyone should make sure to listen to our podcast, both the one that Buzz and I do right after the show, the After Buzz podcast, and Joanna's podcast that she does with Emily. Uh, what the buzz, which is about every two weeks. Yesterday, while we were doing the after buzz, uh, uh, an old new face or a new old face came in to to give us an update. Miss Lisa Sanchez. Yeah, Lisa dropped by. Up. I guess she had to dr- either drop something <laughs> off or pick <laughs> something up, and we convinced her to come in and mostly talked about pug rescue for the time that she was in pug cello. Well, we, we talked about what she's up to, and she's really throwing herself with all this new time she has. She's really throwing herself into her real work. Which is Pugcella. Uh, she is putting together an event called Pugcella. And I, I was telling her that I had scheduled a competing event on the same weekend called Lala Pugluza. <laughs> yeah, he has a competing yeah. <laughs> pug festival. And then in the fall, we're going to have Burning Pug. <laughs> All kinds of pug. Pug by Pug West. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, if you check out the after buzz from yesterday, and that's not to mention uh, the morning show on demand, which you can get wherever you get your podcast, but also on the KLAQ mobile app at klaq.com. The same goes for the after buzz and the what the buzz podcast. You can get those by going to the KLAQ mobile app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, search for Buzz Adams, and they'll all pop up, I think. I, I assume, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how it works? Uh, yeah, I think kind so. Of, yeah. Kind of. Well, a lot to uh, talk about. People are More people are speaking out about the, uh, the slap, slap at the Academy Awards. Heard around the world. Will Smith's mother, Jim Carrey, is speaking out on it. A lot of calls on the neckline about it, too. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Fallout uh, continues, although I haven't seen any announcement from the Academy or the Board of Governors of the Academy Awards about any kind of uh, any kind of punishment that might be coming down. So, uh, But, you know, celebrities are coming out and having their say about it. Uh, throughout the week. All right. Joanna Entertainment News. What do we have on the way for entertainment news? Here's something nice from the Oscars. During the Oscars, if you remember, Jamie Lee Curtis went on stage with a pup named Mac and Cheese while celebrating the life of Betty White. 
Well, now mac and cheese was adopted by none other than John Travolta. He found his forever home. Isn't that sweet? Except John Travolta called the dog Mike and Chives <laughs> instead of mac and cheese. The wickedly cute <laughs> the- Mike and Chives. <laughs> Um, Adorable. We've got uh, in the news coming up today, uh, a couple of things are going on. The The entire Trump presidency is looking more and more like Watergate in that there are missing phone records now. So that was a big deal uh, during Watergate is that there were missing minutes. I guess the... Uh, the missing phone records from January 6th. Isn't it like missing hours? Seven hours. Yeah, yeah, seven hours of missing. And also, uh, Trump said, ah, I didn't have any burner phones. But John Bolton, his uh, national security advisor, came out and said, yes, he totally had uh, burner phones. So that's one of the stories that's coming up in news today. Investigation into the January 6th Capitol riots is revealed more than seven hours of call logs missing from that fateful day. I would say, have you checked all the toilets at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> <clears throat> the committee is now investigating whether Trump communicated through burner phones during that period, whether there's a possible cover-up. A uh, number of published reports uh, say that Mr. Trump was on the phone most of that day. So why is there a seven-hour uh, gap in phone records? So uh, that's a big story. Also, uh, they say there's some stuff coming out about Hunter Biden's uh, laptop. And this is not just Fox News that's reporting this. This is CNN as well. Mm -mm. I guess, you know, I don't know if I've, I hope I've been clear enough. The idea that the vice president's son gets a job that he's not qualified for on the boards of all these foreign uh, companies is definitely stinks. I didn't want to come off like I think Hunter Biden is a great upstanding citizen. I think he's been a millstone around his poor dad's neck. How many kids of rich people also are on the boards of these things? That's something different when it's like access to the to the White House. How know? is there access other than it being your father? What access is there? It's just a thing that looks bad. Now you're taking it to say that I'm I'm suggesting uh, Joe Biden is also mixed up in all this. I, I, at this point, all I'm saying is it doesn't help that your kid is doing has all these shady business dealings going on. Are they shady? Yeah, I believe they are. I think his his artwork deal where he was you know selling his all of a sudden hey I'm an artist and I'm selling my artwork for eighty thousand dollars. So but but he's not the one setting prices. That's his art di- broker. I think and all of it is scummy and shady as hell. Why? It's all shady. Why? Just because it's ammunition, you know. So he's not. So this person isn't. I I just don't get where the there there is. It sounds all about like oh it's. Very, very nebulous what your complaint is. Nothing very specific. Nothing very concrete. Conflict of interest, you know. I I will say Biden didn't put Hunter Biden like in a key White House position or anything. Or, But I think it's okay to call out and say, God, it would be better for Joe Biden if his son wasn't such a... Goes away, just stays in a hole somewhere. probably that would be best. 
for well, that's not really that's not realistic. You're not going to get somebody to to stay in a hole. If they, if I don't, they don't know what's he been doing for the past year. I mean, other than that art thing, what have you heard from Hunter Biden? It's almost like he's like, hey, just keep your head down. Yeah, don't do anything, and quit being an embarrassment to your father. So, yeah, you know, oh, I'm on the board yeah. of this Ukrainian uh, company, and I'm on the board of this. It's obvious that all they wanted was somebody who had a connection to the vice president of the United States. They would have rather had Malia Obama, I'm sure, but she wasn't old enough to do it. But the whole thing stinks. But I stopped short of saying, oh, that means that Joe Biden is corrupt or that uh, there's some corruption going on at the same level that there was during the the four years Trump was in office. I'm not saying that, but I am saying Joe Biden's got to be very long-suffering with his remaining son in a family that had a lot of tragedy in it. So, you know, his, uh, his, I think he's just an easy target. I think honestly, he's just an easy target for people to focus on. There's been no, not one piece of evidence that has connected any corruption to Joe Biden over any of these things. I, I agree. And to think that people's children in this world, the children of rich people don't get an advantage and just randomly put on things is ridiculous. Do you know who Phil Collins' daughter is? Lily Collins, uh, Johnny uh, Depp's <laughs> daughter. She's also a famous actress now. The the daughters and, tell and me how, kids. Tell me of, how while you're while you're on that kick. Tell me how apples and oranges are similar because uh, new, there's a big so difference new, between new, the entertainment Gingrich's industry. Son doesn't have a, a son on boards. Uh, know, son, senators does, like McConnell's children aren't doing things. Like I assume they all are. I assume the children of all of these senators are. Well, even CNN is reporting that there's some stuff coming out that uh, might be pretty damaging for Hunter Biden. And all I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised, mm-hmm. you know, if you end up on the board just because some foreign government wanted to have a connection to the to vice happen. president. I, I expect, expect it that to, to happen. happen. Sure. Uh, all right. What else do we have coming up? Nico, what do you want to add to the mix today? Uh, I want to bring up an Am I the A-hole a little bit later, and I just want to tease it real quick. All right. Uh, am I the a-hole? Tease that a-hole. <laughs> am I the a-hole for embarrassing my father-in-law after I repeatedly asked him to explain his joke to me? <laughs> it depends on the joke, probably. Well, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, but it turns out that the, the person writing this uh, says, I, 27-year-old female, used to be an escort from 18 till 23. Now, this has something to do with the family dynamics and a joke that... <laughs> Her father-in-law, uh, her father-in-law joke. made a joke having to do with hookers, knowing that she was a an, a paid escort at yes. one point. Where do you come up with this stuff? The internet is Wouldn't an amazing place. Great if this were coming from our listeners. Yeah, I wish uh, we had listeners yeah. with this drama in their life. If you've got any kind of am I the a hole scenario, send those on to us. Yep. Matter of fact, Nico, I'm. I'm putting you on point guard position. You're this. making me the chief a-hole? Yeah, if people want to get in touch, they should get in touch with Nico. Okay. So, Nico, give out your email address. <laughs> Nico.ajimian yeah. at townsquaremedia.com? <laughs> they need to set you up a handier like Nico at klaq.com because that's the way mine's set up. Yeah. Mine is a mouthful as well, but you can also do it by just buzz at Kaylee. Yours yeah, also has a bunch of other select settings where you apparently don't get any of the group emails to the whole. Yeah, I got sick of them. Uh, all right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Good morning, and here is the number you can call to the studio. It is 915 
910-4995. That is, you know, the area code because now we have to start using the area code for local mm-hmm. calls. So you, you know what the area code is. Uh, 915. 910-4995. And you Wait, the area code is, what did you say? The well, you said the area code, and then I said the rest of the number. Okay. So the area code is 915. Yep. The prefix is 910. And then for some reason, the other th- the other four numbers are 4995. Give us a call uh, anytime during the show. If you want to call us outside of show hours, you can leave a message on the neck line, and I've got a different number for that. That's 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Uh, to leave a message for the morning show. Mosho Calendar and Daily Almanac of Events is coming up in just a few moments. Uh, we will take a look at what's happening on the calendar. Uh, let me tell you about the uh, cash contest that's coming back on Monday. Go fund yourself up to $10,000. Could be yours. The Q's Go Fund Yourself. $10,000 cash code start on Monday. You get all the details on the KLAQ mobile app. And every day, there are going to be $2,000 winners. Ooh. Two different people are going to win $1,000 every day. And you could win up to uh, $10,000. So listen for those cash codes. We will explain the rules further. It's the uh, it's the same rules as the cash code that we had last year, uh, but you can check those out and find all the details on the KLAQ mobile app. Win cash up to $10,000 could be yours on 95.5 KLAQ. Let's take a look at El Paso weather. Another gustery, blustery day. So very windy uh, yesterday, and we're looking for some more high winds. Sustained uh, winds 20 to 30 miles an hour. You might see peaks up to 30 or even more later this afternoon. Otherwise, though, no rain in the forecast and 70 for the high temperature. Just keep in mind, very high winds throughout the day. The good news is, as we get into the home stretch for the weekend, it looks like those winds are going to slack off. It's not going to be nearly as windy uh, for the weekend. And highs are going to get back up in the 80s. For tomorrow, mostly sunny, 74 for the high temperature. Friday, sunshine and 80. Winds might get up between 10 and 15 miles an hour on Friday, but really Saturday and Sunday looking super nice. Mid-80s for high temperatures. No rain in the weekend forecast, and winds are going to be, for the most part, light. uh, 5 to 10 miles an hour for Saturday and Sunday. I give uh, Saturday and Sunday A+, both of them. For uh, the golfer's forecast, the golfer's forecast is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times online at PaintedDunes.com, or you can give them a call, 915-821-2122. That's 915-821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Loud wire nights tonight. Why don't I tell you what's coming up? Please. Chris Jericho who's had a long, enduring uh, relationship with KLAQ and his fans in El Paso, the frontman of the band Fozzy, and wrestling superstar Chris Jericho, talks about how and why he lost weight. Uh, also, he talks about his upcoming album. He talks about his Ukrainian heritage oh. and how the Russian invasion has personally touched his, Chris Jericho's, family. So tune in tonight yeah, starting at 7 o'clock for Loudwire Nights, 7 to Midnight. On 95.5 KLAQ. So we're going to get to a uh, am I the a-hole question. 
later today. Nico, you're going to have that for us. I am. All right. There are a few conspiracy theories being floated around about the slapping incident at the uh, Academy Awards. Like it was fake? Yeah. Some people are saying that it was a put-on. I don't think there's any way you watch the same video I watched and think it's fake. You know what's weird? Chris Rock's ticket sales going through the roof right after this. Yeah, I saw that one. So you're telling me Will Smith is going to absolutely S the bed on what should have been the the biggest night of his life so Chris Rock can sell more concert tickets? That doesn't add up. I don't think Will S the bed. I think he's still getting a lot of praise. He got a standing ovation that night. Jim Carrey ain't happy about it either. Well, he still got it. I'm just saying, as a conspiracy theory, this one is pretty flimsy that yeah. that Will Smith would put himself in this position. Also, look at Will Smith's face once he goes back to his seat. He is livid and almost on the verge of tears. I mean, he's a good actor, but he's not, not that, that good. good. Yeah. There's a thing going around that says that Chris Rock was wearing a prosthetic on his face on the side that he was slapped on. Interesting. There are doctored. What? There are photos, but those are doctored. So those are getting shared. And uh, this might be the best one. During a press tour for King Richard, there's a video of Will showing a young kid how to deliver a, a Hollywood fake slap. Like he's showing this little kid how to do a fake slap. And it just so happens the little kid's name is Chris. So All a bunch of weird coincidences, okay? Sure, if you're looking for coincidences. Uh, let me see if I can... Demonstrates fake slap on young fan. So it's a, a little kid. Will shows him how fake slap is done. And the kid's name just happens to be Chris. Adam Sandler shared a promotional image for Chris Rock's upcoming tour and captioned it. Can't wait for this. Love you, buddy. So are you are you thinking that People are falling equally into pro Will Smith, pro Chris Rock camps. Yeah, I would say. And you think it's fallen about 50 50? Yeah, if anything, yeah. I'd say. If anything, what? Yeah, I'd say, but yeah, 50 50. Let's say 50 50. If you just narrowed that down to comedians or stand up comedians. Oh, no, stand ups are all, for the most part, 90 something 90% percent for, for Chris Rock. Yeah. Can anybody say what Will Smith does, did, did was completely beyond what's acceptable, but also Chris Rock's joke was kind of mean and lame and, you know, not even worth having done? Yeah, you can say that. It doesn't mean that violence is ever the uh, part of the equation. Okay. I thought I was, I was trying to be very clear about that. Yeah. No, I, I'm I squarely in the camp if, for if Chris Rock. If both of these dudes could go back to 10 minutes before that happened... I think Chris Rock would not have done the joke. Like, if he could have gone back in time. I don't know. I think Chris Rock probably made out, like, the fact that he's become very relevant now, everybody wants to go see his shows, I think he's probably happier that this happened than not. Because his career was flagging before this? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Buzz, the fact that ticket sales were only about half or well, less? I mean, yeah, it does say that his ticket sales have... Gone His tickets way were up at after half. this. I just want to. I think we all ought to out. acknowledge that Chris Rock, you know, is one of the most widely regarded. It doesn't matter of, whether you're critically acclaimed. If people aren't buying tickets to your show, then you're not doing well. 
Uh, I think I think Chris Rock was probably doing fine. He wouldn't have had problems selling those other tickets. I think he would have. You don't think Chris Rock, if he could go back, he would say, you know what, tonight, I'm not going to do the joke. The show for tonight hadn't sold out until that slap happened. And now that show for tonight is sold out. That's that's the way it works in El Paso all the time. People, you know, there are always tickets left twenty four hours. I don't know. Show. Kevin Hart had to add more shows because they kept selling out. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you see the fact that there is a correlation between relevance in the zeitgeist and your ticket sales. <laughs> so people are paying attention to Chris Rock more now. They were not paying attention to him before. I'm talking about millennials, people who hadn't heard his albums before. Hmm. You may think of Chris Rock as a very great uh, comic, but that's because you're 80 years old and you actually saw him in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I'm not 80 years old. (laughs) That's the only thing he caught on to that whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Series premiere of Moon Knight today on Disney+. I'm I'm really excited. Buzz, are you? you? Mm, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not that jazzed up about it. Are you going to go with me and Lisa to go see Morbius? Have you guys settled on Friday as the uh, date to go see yeah. that when it comes out? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Am I invited? You are invited. Am I going to have to pay for everybody? Probably. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in then. <laughs> Oscar Isaac makes his uh, debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He plays a guy with a sleeping disorder who discovers that other personalities take over his body when he's unconscious. Multiple personalities. Right. That's Uh, cool. So that's Moon Knight on Disney Plus. That's interesting. Also, uh, El Paso legend F. Murray Abraham uh, is the voice of Moon Knight's uh, Egyptian god, Egyptian god, Avatar, uh, kind of Khonshu. Oh, you know what? A comic that used to come in as frequently as any of as Willie or any of the dudes that come by frequently is in Morbius. Al Madrigal. Oh yeah. Do you know Al? Yeah. Al Al was a regular. You know, I he hasn't been here for for a while, but obviously his career's taken off. He's got a one of the leading roles in uh, Morbius, so uh, he's also the creator of All Things Comedy Podcast, ATC Comedy All right. Podcast. Um he's the CEO I think for that. And what are some of the big name podcasts that are on the All Things Comedy? Um I know that the Dollop might be um, yeah, that's where I've heard for, of it from. Yeah, I know yeah, that I the, check out a lot of comedians uh, have their podcasts through there. Also on the tube tonight, the Mass Singer is back at seven on Fox. Uh, we've got a 2020 uh, special, the 24 months that changed the world about COVID nineteen. Tonight's schedule also includes the Flash at seven, Kung Fu at eight, and Good Sam tonight at nine. Let's take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Every day is a special day. Let's find out what's special about March 30th. Today is Manatee Appreciation Day. I appreciate you, bunny. Uh, aren't manatees the sea mammals that Lisa was really a big fan of, or was yes. she into narwhals? No, it was the manatees. It was the, manatees. It was the narwhal that she just found out was real. <laughs> she thought so a narwhal was real. She thought it was a mythological creature. <laughs> she didn't think it existed. When and did she find that out? There was a story about a recently, narwhal. Let me just say, and she was recently. like, "Wait, they're real?" <laughs> Can and we they were talk? watching the video. <laughs> 
Manage- Good luck, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Manatees are supposed to be like the, the cows of the sea, right? Very gentle. I guess. Creatures, very docile. Also, aren't they supposedly the things that sailors confused for mermaids? And are that's the things what they say. They that's, try to bang. That's what the legend <laughs> I don't says. think they try to bang them. It just tells you that you used to get really lonely on a ship back in the olden days. <laughs> and to, at one point, a manatee looked like a very beautiful siren. <laughs> Maybe they're Chevy Chaser pirates. <laughs> that manatee's calling me. Today is Pencil Day, Doctor's Day, and World Bipolar Day. So I guess that means we pay tribute to both the North and the South Pole. Both Antarctica and the Arctic Circle, since it's bipolar day. Woo! Hold on a second. <laughs> you know what? I don't need you. Listen to what I got. I got the Nico button. That's not my laugh. That's not even me doing that. That kind of sounds like you. That was, it, it was somebody calling the neck. Somebody ne- called in and imitated your laugh? Yes. Yeah. And I think mockingly. Not even. <laughs> not in a good way. Not in a good way. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Birthdays today include uh, actor Mark Consuelos. He's married to Kelly Ripa. Oh, that's right. And he's fifty-one today. And he is good-looking, hunky, looking. hunky. Yeah. handsome dude, right? <laughs> I didn't know how you guys felt about Mark. Consuelos. Oh no, it's it's an objective fact. It's not even true. An opinion. Singer Chantice and superstar Celine Dion is having a birthday today. She's 54. Uh, Donna D'Errico, who was uh, formerly married to Nikki Six and was one of the characters on Baywatch, is 54 today as well. Oh. Happy and birthday. Piers Morgan is 57, which is a few years older than me. I would have thought he was like 20 years older than me, Piers Morgan. Like, he's barely older than I am. Wait, you think he's more curmudgeonly than you are? Yeah, way more. It's about... It's about equal. (laughs) Not even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beverly Hills 90210 and Sharknado star Ian Ziering is 58 today. And uh, from the world of popular music, Tracy Chapman is 58 and MC Hammer's having a birthday. He is 60 today. And still too legit to quit. (laughs) (laughs) Comedian actor Paul Reiser turned 66 today. And Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid the Giant in the Harry Potter films, is 72. Coltrane's also a musician. I'm pretty sure that's a different Coltrane. Are you sure? I think it's John Coltrane. Oh, that's right. The guy that you're thinking of, Robbie Coltrane, was Hagrid. (laughs) Oh, my God, Nico. That was a good try at a joke, so... You get a Nico laugh. It's not my laugh. <laughs> Guitar legend, rock legend, blues legend, all of that. Eric Clapton is 77 today. The only person who's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. Wow. Thrice? Yep. As a solo artist, as a member of the Yardbirds, and with the band Cream. So Eric Clapton, a three-time, three-time, three-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Actor Warren Beatty is 85 today. Now we're really getting up into the range where 
every name I name you, you you might say they're still alive. They're still alive. John Aston, who played Gomez Adams on The Adams Family, is ninety two. Did you know that the guy from the Adam that Gomez from the Adam from the was original also Adams named- Family? No, is still alive. No, I would never have thought that. And Peter Marshall, the original host of the Hollywood Squares, is still kicking at the age of 96. Wow. 41 years ago in 1981, President Ronald Reagan was shot by John Hinckley as he left a Washington, D.C. hotel. He was seriously injured but pulled through White House Press Secretary James Brady and two others were more severely wounded in that attack. And today is uh, National Doctors Day. So, Nico, I know you've worked with doctors. You have a lot of admiration. Maybe at one time you wanted to be a doctor. Yes. And uh, your mom and dad have worked closely with doctors. Yes. In the medical field. So yep. They're very disappointed in me. <laughs> This is called uh, Nico Disappointment Day, also known as National Doctor's Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And this is the morning show that slaps. (laughs) Thanks, Joanna. Nice. Coming up, uh, Nico's got an Am I the A-hole scenario for us today, so we're going to get to that. We're going to have news on the way a little bit uh, later. A couple... You know, pretty big stories today. The FDA has approved second booster for people 50 and older. So uh, we had Dr. Okaranz in on Friday. Dr. O. He and he's not the only one. He said there's probably going to be some resistance. You know, people are like, hey, I got I got two shots plus the booster. It's going to be a tougher sell to get people to go get the second booster. Uh, the CDC has backed an extra Pfizer and Moderna shot as an option. Uh, elsewhere, the former president did it again. He asked Putin to help him dig up dirt on Joe Biden. I don't know why anybody would be surprised by this. I mean, they can't impeach him now. <laughs> he got impeached over something very similar. Uh Former U.S. President Donald Trump again asked Putin for help. He asked Putin to find damaging inter- information about Hunter Biden. God, you know, you probably don't have to dig all that deep to find damaging information about Hunter Biden. On an interview on Real America's Voice, a pro-Trump website, the former president said, I would think Putin would know the answer to that regarding a payment a decade ago from a Russian oligarch's wife to a company founded by Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden. I think he should release it. Um, it has been nearly six years since Trump called on Russia to find emails about his opponent, Hillary Clinton, in the 2016 election. I wonder if Putin can find the several hours of missing calls. <laughs> the seven hours of missing uh, phone calls from yeah. the White House logs on January 6th. Yeah. Over at our website, klaq.com, we've got some uh, posts. Joanna is going to tell us about singing karaoke on the El Paso streetcars. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to sing karaoke in a streetcar? 
I have. Well, wonder no more, Nico, because okay. the El Paso Streetcar is hosting cruising karaoke during the El Paso Downtown Art and Farmers Evening Market tomorrow. That's March 31st from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Now, boarding starts at Convention Center Stop at Santa Fe and Henry Chost on Streetcar 1511, and rides will be free. So it's free rides and free tunes. I guess I give them credit for doing everything they can to make riding the streetcar hip. Yeah, dude, they have so many events inside streetcars. Isn't that crazy? They'll have story time. Uh, they have like live bands playing inside the streetcar. Do you remember when I this might was have supposed a- to actually generate money? The streetcar? Um, when people were supposed to pay and it was going to like oh, actually right. generate its own money. Now everything's free It's and plus entertainment to get people to ride the streetcar. Yeah. It's good. I think it's really good. As a mode of transportation, has it really ever, has anybody said, yeah, it's a good way to get from point A to point B or whatever? Yeah, sure. I myself have not heard that claim. I have never heard anybody say that. But I'm sure somebody out there thinks that. Yeah, sure there is. And not just because I may be doing something on the streetcar eventually. Are you doing comedy? I will not confirm or deny that right now. (laughs) Also, streetcar, if you need some comedy, hit up Nico. We assume it's comedy. Maybe he put in an application to be a streetcar conductor. <laughs> maybe maybe he's like Lisa. He's had it here. <laughs> Watch out for those flying baseballs, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> They've been known to derail the streetcar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. There was you a story that? that a baseball from, from the, the base, baseball stadium on the track derailed one of the streetcars early on when they first got started. Right, I I don't understand how that's even possible, but you guys know those the Purge movies, right? Mm-hmm. So this final installment of it is set in El Paso. What? And there's like all this burning stuff going down in downtown El Paso, but the streetcar is going very smoothly by. And I'm all, you expect me to believe that during the purge, the streetcar that was once derailed by a baseball is the one thing running smoothly? In the apocalypse? In the apocalypse? Wait, the fact that they even showcased the El Paso streetcar in the purge. I'm hearing for the first time that the the most recent purge was set in El Paso. I wrote several articles on this. Me, I must have been out of town or <laughs> no, just you not reading the we stuff. I do much he pays what, attention. Pay attention to me. Is it the Forever Purge? The Forever Purge. How long ago did that one come out? Last year. And does it really year. show yes, El Paso? It'll show El Paso. It shows a great aerial view of it, and then it shows like an aerial aerial view of downtown El Paso. But are the San downtown Jacinto? are the downtown scenes actually shot downtown? I don't think they were actually shot. I think they just took some like footage of downtown and then they have like it's San B-roll. Jacinto Plaza and then it, it shows the streetcar go by and in the middle of the theater I'm like are you kidding me <laughs> but anyway check out cruising karaoke at the El Paso streetcar tomorrow that's streetcar number 1511 free rides free karaoke Joanna I have a question for you about El Paso okay home of the Franklin Mountains yes Frankie the Mountain. Who, this is my question to you as a lifelong resident. Okay. Who were the Franklin Mountains named after? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to assume some old-timey dude. Like Benjamin Franklin? Not Benjamin Franklin. That's what I thought. I asked five people <laughs> yesterday before I wrote this article, and everybody said, Benjamin Franklin. No. It has to be like some old-timey Texan dude whose like, last name is Franklin. Close. 
You're the only person to not say Benjamin Franklin. Why would they be named after Benjamin Franklin? A lot of places in the United States are named after. But in founding. Texas? That's the only Franklin I'm aware of. I thought it was named after Benjamin Franklin, but I was reading an old article about El Paso uh-huh. in the 1981 issue of Texas Monthly, and that's where I learned. This is a T-I-L, a Today I Learned. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. it's a Y-I-L, I guess, because I learned it yesterday. Why yesterday did I learn I learned- this? <laughs> The Franklin Mountains are named after a landowner named Franklin Coons. So it's not even his his last name. His first name was Franklin. His last name is unfortunate. No, it isn't. I think you're reading too much into it. I don't think I am. Carrie Coons is a very fine actor. Whoa. Well, I'm just saying it's it's not all that uncommon last name. Here's what Texas Monthly from 1981 had to say. After the Mexican-American War, land was purchased by Franklin Coons, who later became the city's first postmaster. In fact, El Paso was called Franklin until 1859. Did you notice how they went with his first name and not his last name, Joanna? Yeah, I don't think that would have been. I don't think that would have been an issue. The name. Give it up for the Coons Cougars. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to go hiking in the Coons this afternoon. You want to go? That's right, Franklin High School. <laughs> the Coons Cougars instead of the Franklin Cougars. A few interesting... Uh, and uh, Franklin Coons became the first postmaster of El Paso. But oh, okay. Oh, and then Buzz is trying to tell me, hey, did you know El Paso was named Franklin? That's why we were like, we were actually named Franklin. I thought... Weren't we named by the Spaniards? I'm pretty sure we were named yeah, like then, way sooner. Then the Mexican-American War happened. And, and they didn't like that, so they were like, we're going to Franklin. Yeah, right. They named Franklin. it Franklin for a while. Paso del Norte? Nope. Too Mexican. Franklin, Texas. Ooh, that would have been us. We would have been Franklin, Texas. We would have been Franklins. Or Franklinites. <laughs> Franklinites. Franklonians. <laughs> I found a few more interesting facts uh, about the Franklin Mountains. Hit me with some facts. They run a length of 23 miles from El Paso north into New Mexico. That doesn't include the mountain range in Las Cruces, though. At some point, the Franklins end, and the the mountains that are up in Las Cruces oh, are known as something. I forgot the Oregon Mountains. Oregon Mountains. No. But not spelled the way you think they're it not is. They're or, not Oregon like the state. Right. Oregon. Like, like your the things in your body. Organs. Yeah. <laughs> My research led me to discover why. They're called the Oregon Mountains. They they have what are called granite Phallic needles. Shapes. Well, no, but they said they look like the, the pipes from a pipe organ. So oh. they're named after the music oh. instrument. I'd have meant because it was... Not what you're thinking of. Although they do have in China, they have a, a famous mountain called Penis Rock, but that's not... Interesting. <laughs> like a mountain. Oh, like a rock. <laughs> Franklin Mountain State Park is the largest urban park completely inside the city limits in the 48 contiguous states. Oh, wow. There's a larger urban park in, Alaska. in Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. But worldwide, Franklin Mountain State Park is the ninth largest urban park in the world. So. Look at those puppies. Mm-hmm. 
Why are there puppies in your post? It's because not mine. It just it tries to snag you into reading a bunch of other posts. Oh, don't say it like don't that. Don't say it like that. That's the gallery that we use. Jesus. And it, I, I use a national gallery, and the the puppy ones are the best. Like it really gets. The pet ones. I feel like it really gets people. the hooks in people. Yeah, they'll just keep reading. <laughs> hey, quick question: Do you guys have like a place or a business in El Paso that's not here anymore that you wish still was here? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, Jamba Juice, Prince Machiavelli's. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Anyway, I wrote an article, uh, and you can check that out too. Santa Teresa Country Club, the um, something harem. <laughs> Is it not open anymore? No, the naked harem. Wow, the naked harem hasn't been open in so long. <laughs> the purple yeah, palace. I could probably come up with the. With quite a few places that aren't here anymore. Well, where were you yesterday when I wrote that article? Foxy's. <laughs> okay. I think Foxy's is still open. No, no it's I'm at not the Soul. It's for sale. What? Well, it is for sale, yeah. Well, all right. What did you put on your list? Like, what are some of your... Well, people answered, and one of them was the Naked Harem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But not but not Prince Machiavelli's. But not Prince Machiavelli's, which is now being turned into a Starbucks. Have you guys seen Oh, that? my God. Yes, it is. It's a- Starbucks now. <laughs> I wish they'd have kept the whole castle motif. Imagine though. that would have been great. Welcome to Starbucks. Please ignore the glitter. How many right. El Paso dads have had the experience where you're driving past with your four year old and they're like, Do princesses live in that castle? I totally did that all the time. Why did it look well, like one of them's named Princess, but uh, <laughs> her friends are named Mercedes and Porsche. Porsche. I want to look inside that castle someday. Never. The dad's like, I have. <laughs> yeah. You ready? <laughs> uh, give us the hook or the headline for today's Am I the A hole? And then we'll come back with our answers. Sure. Am I the A hole for embarrassing my father in law after I repeatedly asked him to explain a joke he thought was funny to me? That's the headline. That's the headline. Well, obviously, we're going to need a little a little more information, which will be provided shortly, right? Yes. All right. So take a break. We'll come back, and we'll hear a little more about the Am I the A-Hole again. Am I the A-Hole for asking my father-in-law? To explain his joke to me. Oh, for repeatedly asking my father-in-law to explain his joke. Okay. All right. We'll find out more about this. Here's the phone number if you want to call us in the studio. We welcome your phone. And we got a new studio line, too. So it's 915-910-4995. 915-910-4995. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I went through a lot of the calls that we've gotten over the course of the past day on the Morning Show Neckline. You can leave a message anytime, night or day. On the toll-free neckline at 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. What, what uh, percentage-wise, how many of the calls do you think mentioned Chris Rock or Will Smith? 70%. Yeah, that sounds about right. 70%. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there was only one call that wasn't about that, so I'm going to say... N- Oh wow! Ninety percent of the calls had to do with, uh, and these are calls that have come come down since the show yesterday. Was the other one percent about me being late at all? 
<laughs> Fortunately, I think that helped you dodge that particular bullet. Just that this Chris Rock Will Smith. Thing oh, thank God for Chris Rock Will Smith. <laughs> stepped into the How consciousness of the were public. Were the little sound effects Buzz made when you got here this morning? Buzz hit us with that little siren. <laughs> so, Joanna, that's how he, he That's how he starts the podcast now. Oh, cute. That's supposed to be the the signal. That's the adorable. You guys Yesterday's are doing great. podcast Lisa Sanchez came by and we got her to come in the studio so we spent like 30 minutes talking to Lisa. Oh, you were so happy. The little glimmer in your eye came back. You looked like there was hope. Yeah. For just a little bit. Yeah, I like Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. You so miss her. We mostly talked about pug rescue. and You miss Lisa. What's her... Uh, you and Lisa sit in a tree. What's her uh, pug rescue event that's coming up? Pugcella. Pugcella. Yep. Mm. She showed us the costume that she's picked out for her... I don't know the name of her current pug. Like Lucy? Lucy. Lucy. That was Lola. Lucy. Tonight on Loudwire Nights, Chris Jericho is a special guest. Fozzie frontman and wrestling superstar Chris Jericho talks about his Ukrainian heritage and how the Russian invasion has personally touched his family. Also, Fozzie has a new album coming up. And you can tune in and listen to uh, wrestling legend and rocker Chris Jericho tonight starting at 7 on Loudwire Nights. Back to uh, our am I the a-hole question. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Whoops. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Refresh us on the headline, if you will, Nico. Let's just remind people what this is. Am I the a-hole is a Reddit where people will go and post experiences or things that have happened to them in their life where they're wondering, were they the jerk in that situation? So for today's example, uh, uh, we're going to talk about... uh, Am I the a-hole for embarrassing my father-in-law after I repeatedly asked him to explain his joke to me? Oh, but there's some important uh, context here Always that we need to establish. With the, am I the a-hole? All right. I'm a 27-year-old female, and I used to be an escort or a hooker from 18 until I was 23 years old. Joanna, make sure you isolate that audio and send it to me. Sure. You got of, it. Of Nico making a confession. He used about being to be a hooker. A hooker. Yeah. No, I'm still a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I will do anything to get for money. <laughs> How you good at cleaning? I'm actually really good. Interesting. Yeah. We'll talk later. I'm not proud of it, but I also don't give an F because I did what I had to do to keep studying and keep a roof over my head. That's how I met my fiance, my now fiance, thirty-seven-year-old <laughs> male, though he was never my client. I don't know why she would say that's how I met. Him. What? Uh, well, I guess she met her husband in the course of her. I don't know in the course of her work, but she said, "Wait, you, was he her pimp?" No, it doesn't. No, it he, just doesn't go in. That's how I met my now fiance, though he was never my client. Okay, he's a 37-year-old okay, He wasn't the client, but, you know, she met him through, yeah, maybe, you know, the work, networking. Yeah, maybe she was at, like, a <laughs> restaurant waiting for her, you know, client, client and then or her fiancé is sitting right next Or maybe her. she was, like, leaning up against a lamppost on a corner, and he pulled up to ask for directions. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We be- we began to date when I was 25. Okay. And three or four months after that, his brother-in-law exposed me. No idea how he found out because there's no way my fiance knew. And thus we had to come clean in front of his whole family. Come clean. <laughs> or clean come. Buzz! What? Yes, I did that. Yes, he knows. Yes, he doesn't care. Wait, did he know before? No. No? And the No, the husband did. The husband oh. knew. The no. Husband. Yes, he, he the, did. No. She said the husband didn't know. Read that again about the the, yeah. bro, the brother. We began to date when I was 25, yeah. and three or four months after that, his brother-in-law exposed me. No idea how he found out, because there's no way my fiancé knew. Yeah. There's and no way my fiancé knew. We had to come clean in front of his whole family. Oh, I guess... His, the brother-in-law and yeah. her had to come clean in front of the whole family. Yes, I did that. Yes, he knows now. That's a pretty yes, big... Yes, he doesn't care. It's a pretty big thing to leave off the dating resume. It there. was two years mm-hmm. ago at that time, and we got over it. After that, there was a span of three to four months where my mother-in-law and some of my fiance's aunts and cousins would police their husbands when I was around. Oh my gosh. It was really weird, to be honest, because... The dudes were like 40 to 60 years old, and I wasn't that desperate. Like the guy she's with is 37. That's just three years short of 40. Yeah, that's kind of old. That's a big difference. So my fiance... You're not that desperate. I know. Buzz, that. Let him finish. Yeah, you're, you're, you're making this terrible. Because now I'm losing track. track. Yeah, by cutting in, we're, we're losing consistency of the story. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So my fiance shut all uh, down all their BS, and even when his family still gives me the side eye from time to time, we thought it was we thought everything was by, uh, behind us. <clears throat> my my husband, my fiance proposed last year, and five months ago we found out that I was pregnant. We were really happy about it, and we told his family as soon as we knew. His sisters and younger brothers were happy, but his mom took me aside and begged me to be honest with her, and asked if this was really my fiance's child. I was taken aback, but I just rolled my eyes and said, yes, of course. And then she gave me a speech about how she only wanted to make sure and that she was happy to be a grandmother. Okay. Well, last weekend, we were at his parents' house with his family and some of his friends, and we're all talking about the name of the baby, how the baby might look, small talk, like, oh, I hope he gets your nose. I like your eyes. I hope he gets them. And my father-in-law said that all of his children had birthmarks in their inner thigh and that even his grandchildren, one of my sister-in-law's kids, got the birthmarks in their thigh. So our baby might get that too. And then my father-in-law said, but how can we know from who he got it? It may as well be from me, my boy, or my brothers. And he and his brothers began to laugh. What? Wait, what? My fiance got mad and before he could say anything, I said, I don't get it. And my father-in-law was, yeah, well, because it runs in the family. And I said again, I don't get it. Uh Why would he get it from you? Why would my son get a birthmark from you? And he began to get nervous and said, oh, because, you know, it's just a joke. Because, you know, you're a hooker. And I said, said, (laughs) but I don't get it. And you all laughed. (laughs) Explained it to me. It got to the point that uh, some of his friends just said, hey, it's not funny. And my father-in-law excused himself right then and there. Good. Later, my fiance's brother-in-law came to me and said that I was wrong for embarrassing my father-in-law like that in his own house. And that I knew what the joke was about 
because of my past, I shouldn't be surprised. Now they're all demanding I apologize to my father-in-law. Am I the a-hole? Yes, Buzz, raise your hands. Okay, all right, I've re-engaged my microphone. Okay. Clearly, he was implying that he and his other son had banged, banged her <laughs> when she was a hooker. Because she was a hooker. And you could have gotten the birthmark for the inner thigh because you've been slinging it all over town for so long. You know, that is my one great tactic that I use when men try to be creepy. What? And they try to pull creepy jokes. And I I'm banged like, your father. And I don't get it. Oh, no, I don't get it. Explain the joke to me. That, oh, that is a good move. That's the tactic right there. I don't yeah. get it. Um, I don't get it. Explain it why, to me. Why is that? F- I want to get your joke, but why is it funny? Right. I want to laugh, too. Can you explain the joke to me? Yeah. And then that it happens exactly what the father-in-law did. They get nervous, and then they excuse themselves. Yeah, it, that's actually the perfect... That's what a lot of people said in the comments was, uh, when you blatantly say the things everyone is avoiding saying, uh, the, so when you say it's a joke, it forces them to explain why they think it's funny. Right. Instead of allowing them to say, I didn't mean that, or you can't take a joke. Explain why it's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay, here you go. Because of your former job as prostitute, I thought that maybe we had hooked up and I had paid for your services and maybe even my son's... Uh, and then, she, had paid then when the you services. explain it like that, you realize how not funny oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, that doesn't really Or you hit sense. them back with a, you know what? You couldn't afford me. So it's possible. But then you're good. playing into the hooker stereotype. I know, but it just not, was great. Yeah, it would have been great. You couldn't have afforded. But do, do you think she's wrong for forcing to keep saying that? I don't get it. Explain it. Why? All she said was, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I think she was wrong for not telling her boyfriend until she was outed that she was formerly a prostitute. Well, like two, three months in to a relationship, you would want to know a lot before? I think that's a pretty big one. Yeah? Yeah. I, hey, I used to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. What would the hookers you dated tell people? <laughs> uh, we met online. So, not the a-hole? <laughs> not the a-hole. Uh, not the a-hole. Not the a-hole. All right. For that. For that. Maybe an a-hole for... Yeah, if for you... For not coming clean let's with say, her boyfriend. Let's say, yeah. let's say you used to be a sex worker. Nico. At, <laughs> Why are you looking at me? At what, <laughs> at what point are you kind of obligated to tell a person that... And, and you're not a sex worker anymore. Like, it's in your past. Let me make this clear. If somebody would buy it, I would sell it. Okay. <laughs> Right, if people were thirsty enough, yeah. you would open the lemonade stand. I would open, but nobody is. Got so. it. You're giving it out for free. Yeah, not even. <laughs> I'm Costco sampling right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Joe and I say not the, uh, not the a-hole I in this situation. not the a-hole for that. That was a doozy, but I know. I just want to say that we're open for if anybody's got their own mm-hmm. "Am I the a hole?" scenario. It Let doesn't have to be quite as. Let us know in the app chat. It doesn't have to be as lurid as this one. But we would love to hear about it. So let us know. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Right, we get to news headlines uh, coming up a little bit later. I've got uh, a lot of neckline calls that are awaiting us. I'll leave a message for the morning show and. We'll do our best to check them and possibly play them back on the air. Neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325.
And uh, Nico also has a Nerd Talk segment coming up. What's in the nerd spotlight today, Nico? Just a preview, please. A lot of nerdy movies are tr- are trying to get made in Hollywood. I'll let you know what the nerdiest, newest n- movies are. Yes, did you know that um, Will Smith actually left Fresh Prince on uh, Chris Rock's face? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yep. Good oh, one. Fresh Good one. Prince. Fresh Prince. Got it. It's all in the setup, man, and then the delivery. Yeah, like, yeah, Yo, what's up? Good. This is Chris Rock, and I'll... Yo, what's up? This is Will Smith. <laughs> Lisa told a really good Will Smith, Chris Rock joke when she came in and crashed the uh, podcast yesterday, the After Buzz. What was the joke? What it was? No, you remember it? It was good. I really laughed. No, I don't know. All right, I have to listen to the podcast. I can't remember it at all. Well, I barely, I barely remember the conversations you and I have off the air. Hi, good morning. Um, a couple of years back, I lost my hair due to my treatment, and my husband said to me, um, "I was really shy about it." So my husband said to me, "You know what? Just live it, and if they don't like it, they can look somewhere else." I guess instead of going around punching everybody that looks bad at your wife or talks bad about her is to praise and raise your couple, your partner, and make sure she's okay. Yeah. And that way you don't have to be, like they say, defending her. Just my thought. Good morning. All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, good thought. Just be loud and proud. Don't care what other people think. If you, if you miss that at the very beginning, she said she lost her hair because of a well, medical, medical treatment, treatment, and her husband said, that'd be secure. Just He's like, I love you just the way you are. That's so sweet. Yeah, there you go. It is very freeing when you don't care what people think about you. <laughs> right? <laughs> tell your hair that. <laughs> I just have to tell you, though. <laughs> Dude, I think... I think your hair situation is just one of the most, the funniest, most endearing things about you. You should fully embrace. You should embrace yeah. it more, yes. I think you should do a magnificent oh, comb out over. It's so funny. Just, it's like I twist it almost like into a swirl. Like a, you ever see him make cotton candy at the fair? That's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm picturing you do with your Which hair. Which should make you happy. People love cotton candy. <laughs> Here's a thought. No girls try to eat my hair right now. Here's a a thought for you, Nico, and it's going to sound a little extreme, and it doesn't really sound like it's something in your wheelhouse. How about dyeing your hair like a bright pink or a bright green? So the way that way, your lack of hair isn't the first thing people notice. The the chemicals are super bad for your hair. (laughs) Dude, you're not keep the hair. You're not salvaging. This is a fool's errand. Trying to save what you got. I is told not Joanna, I don't working. even touch my hair these days that much because it's like a dandelion. Any brief wind will blow it out. This <laughs> <laughs> Rock had a skit himself. You don't do it, but I understand. You don't slap Chris Rock at the Oscars, but I understand. <laughs> I'm that not saying a, it's right. You know what that's a callback to? 
You had to explain it to me. Yeah. I didn't even remember that joke from Chris Rock. So. It's a joke. Oh, it's like 25 years old. It's probably bigger, badder. It had to do with uh, OJ. Yeah. He's like, you shouldn't kill your wife because she was running around with a waiter. But, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, this Chris Rock impersonation is bad. <laughs> do, do it one more time, Buzz. Well, I don't know if I want to quote that. I would probably quote something from... You shouldn't kill your wife! How much for real? <laughs> I think I'm going to 50 stop. cents? How much for a swallow? <laughs> <laughs> you realize Chris Rock has been hilarious for a lot longer than people realize. All right, 40 years. Yeah, even yeah. before he was on Saturday Night Live, he yeah. was in... Was that I'm going to get you, sucker, that I was just quoting? Perhaps. I think it's I'm going to get you, sucker. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. The Flagrant 2 podcast with uh, Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh just roasted Will and Jada on their latest episodes. It's good. Here's some things they said. Chris Rock weighs less than the hair Jada loses in the shower every day. <laughs> And then and that Chris Chris Rock should have yelled back at Will. I'll keep Jada's name out of my mouth when you keep Jada from putting other guys in her mouth. <laughs> if Will Smith wanted to keep his wife's name out of people's mouth, he should have kept his cool. Now every comedian is going to make fun of Jada. Will just put a target on Jada for all com- comedians to shoot at. And also, if The Rock made that joke, you think Will would have slapped him? Hmm? Okie dokie. I've seen that meme. Of the like rock. What if it had been The Rock instead of Chris, Chris rock. rock? You think Will yeah. Smith would have gone out? He would have stood there keep clapping. Yeah, so. I don't know. We got a lot of messages like that yesterday. Like, what if it was a bigger actor? I think a lot of people are having that parallel development or thinking because I see some of the same jokes being posted around just everywhere like Kanye oh Kanye's like oh I should do that <laughs> like not, don't just go up on stage and inter- interrupt a ceremony why didn't I think of that <laughs> actually physically assault somebody yeah. yeah I don't know I mean it's the same question you ask anytime there's like a domestic violence thing you know is like I, I just couldn't control myself well if it had been a 300 pound bodybuilder or you know Offensive lineman, would you have been able to control yourself? Or if it had been a uniformed police officer, maybe right. you would have found a little extra control. Right. I guess it's along the same lines as that. Mm-hmm. It's me again, Mud. But I remember the title of that. Um, it's not Bar Rescue, and it's not El Paso County title Rescue. It's uh, Undercover Boss, the Commissioner's Court, City Council. Get arrested. Even you, Nico, or Buzz, or even Barbara. Oh, it's even worse for girls. Get arrested. Go in there. Check out the moldy salami bologna sandwiches that they give you, if you're lucky enough. Get arrested. Check it out. Okay, I think this, what he's saying is... Why is this man telling us to get arrested and go undercover in the jail? I think he's saying that they should do a version of Undercover Undercover Boss Boss. where somebody in city government goes and sees what kind of 
I guess, bad. My name is Judge Samaniego, and I'm going undercover. <laughs> We're going to introduce Willie. <laughs> He's got a big mustache. Hey, fellas. Lockup sucks, huh? All right? <laughs> I'm all right. Tell me what you think about these sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to choose to stay out of jail so I never have to know. Mm-hmm. Although I did do slimy bologna sandwiches. I, I believe you about the slimy bologna sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, right? I totally believe you. <laughs> have you walked through the, the county jail, though, at least? I've walked outside of it, yeah. <laughs> I did a, a like El Paso Explorers program, I think, when I was in high school, and we got to go to the county jail. Was it a scared straight type no, of situation? No, it wasn't scared straight. It was like, oh. Fresh fish? <laughs> Come here, sweet cheeks. No, it was like back that like, up over here. It was a bunch of sixteen-year-olds dressed in like dress shirts and you pants. You tall and, glass of almond milk over there. Really, almond milk? They're, they're watching out for their dairy intake. Yes. <laughs> but it wasn't like a scared straight scenario. No, you didn't interact with any of the people in custodial care. I mean, they they give us bad looks. You know. Oh, you? They could actually see you walking through. Oh, they would walk next to you. Yeah. It sounds like you weren't a scared straight. Video. No. Have you ever seen those old things from the 70s? I have. Uh, I have Iggy's original foot documentary version of it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point? Because um, usually in those scared straight, it's like kids who are on a I bad wasn't path, in a scared straight were... program. I was in junior leaders of El Paso. Uh, if you were a junior in El Paso high school, you could apply to it for the city. The, the city put it on and they'd take two high schoolers from every uh, school and then they'd take you around to all the businesses and they just kind of show you things in El Paso. Oh, I thought they only sent that to people to scare them straight. Sent people to I mean, things like that to scare them straight. At the very beginning, whoever our our guide was, the the officer who was showing us around, like took us to a conference room and showed us all of these random homemade knives that were on a table. And he's like, these are all the things we found up people's butts. <laughs> <laughs> See, it sounds very much like a scared, like a scared was straight. Was I in a scared straight program? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. A new phone number you can use to call us in the studio, 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. Put you in touch with the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Joanna's got entertainment news and Hollywood on the way. Nico, uh, bring up a topical story and I'll, I'll... Bring up one as well, yeah. Uh, Did you see all the controversy surrounding Prince William and Duchess Kate on their trip to the Bahamas? That's our Caribbean? I think they're doing a multi-tour. And they're getting a lot of flack. Apparently people are like, oh, we didn't know that you're just going to go to different countries that you used to own or still own. Uh, John Oliver talked about it on last week tonight, so... It's a goodwill tour. Yeah. And they send out, you know, it seems like Harry and Meghan just aren't willing to play that game anymore. So they send out William and Kate. And, well, if you watch The Crown, they've yeah. been doing this forever. You know, that was like one of the very early episodes was Queen Elizabeth and Philip go into, you go to a colony or a former colony and you. You know, they make like some kind of native hat for you or a wreath or whatever they do, and you dance with the locals, and that's supposed to make them like, yeah, we'll continue to be subjugated. Yeah. 
We don't mind being, I guess, technically owned by, as a part of your empire. The Bahamas does it, it once out. I think Jamaica, Jamaica also wants, wants out. out. And I think they've just been telling the royals to their face, hey, it's nice to have you here, but we don't want to be part of your thing anymore because, you know, of all the genocide and stealing our resources and, and subjugation yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's probably about time, right? Right. I mean, why would anybody be against that? We we did it over 240 years yeah, ago. Yeah, we gave up our, our Virgin Islands. No, no, I mean we we quit the British Empire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we really we, made headlines at the time, if you don't know. American so, colonies say, yeah, you know what, don't bother. No to <laughs> Britain colonies. Yeah, I didn't understand all this backlash uh, to them, and I just see a bunch of posts Well, I think they're just and, saying, hey, you know, we realize you're you're coming over to make nice but we should be honest with you we did we, we want to see other people yeah but did people forget that the british it's called the british commonwealth still it's still they want out of the commonwealth it, but it's still called a commonwealth i yeah, mean i think they're you know i think it's being upfront and honest I, yeah. I saw on the john oliver thing kate and william had a meeting with you know a governor a mayor some some official and he said hey look I'm paraphrasing. Niceties aside, mm -hmm. but we don't want to be a part of the British Empire anymore. So, you know, and put that up your pipe and smoke. And I Prince guess. William's like, I, you know, I don't really have levers of power anymore back there. I kind of just do this ceremonially. Go talk to our congressmen or our members of parliament. Members of parliament. Yeah. Wait, do do the Bahamas and Jamaica? They don't have members of parliament. Do I think they, they do. Mm. Yeah. God, I'm supposed to know this stuff. I watched every season of The Crown. You think I'd <laughs> know that? Joanna, have you seen The Crown? No. It's This is actually like a big plot point for not just Queen Elizabeth's trip, but then when uh, Princess, Princess Diana and like her Charles go. Goodwill tour or whatever. She eclipses Prince Charles. Like the whole world and every, at every country they go to, they all fall in love with Princess Diana more than Prince Charles. And he's basically just holding her purse off. Yeah. And, and, it's, it's and it drives him crazy. Crazy that he, she's getting more love. <laughs> like it's a huge plot point. That's why they called her the people's princess. Yeah, exactly. But so th that's why I'm like, why is anybody surprised that we're doing this still? Well, they're, they're finished with it. I don't blame them. Are they? Finish with it. There's still plenty. Ireland is still uh, part of the Commonwealth. Well, Ireland, Wales, Ireland, Ireland's a few miles away. All right. Yeah, they're a lot closer to the motherland, I guess, than Jamaica or the Bahamas are. The Falkland Islands are still British. Uh, I've got a story for you. Have you heard what uh, North Carolina Republican Representative Madison Cawthorn has gotten himself into? Uh, he said something recently about how people in Washington just have orgies, right? Do <laughs> drugs. Uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says that he is going to have a heart-to-heart -heart with Madison Cawthorn about his recent claims that leaders that he, quote, looked up to in Washington, D.C. had invited him to orgies and also had done cocaine in front of him. And uh, this was on a, what? <laughs> this was on you know like a podcast you know some okay. kind of internet show, and uh, he's talking about how much House of Cards is like what it really is in yeah. Washington, and he just drops his bombshell about all the orgies he's been invited to. Oh, oh. wait, well, hey, hold on! Now he's going to drop the he's going to drop the yay bomb here in a second. 
So a lot of people were quick to point out that Madison Cawthorn doesn't really associate he with many have, Democrats, so he must be talking about Republicans. One Democratic friend, not one Democratic friend. Um, this was an interview on the right wing YouTube, YouTube channel, Warrior, <laughs> Warrior, Warrior Poet Society. Society. <laughs> you know, all you warrior poets out there. Uh, according to uh, Olivia Beavers. Olivia Beavers, who works for Mediaite, I think, is where Olivia Beavers works. She's uh, multiple lawmakers, according to her, angry at Cawthorn for painting his colleagues as what? Politico. Oh, she works for Politico. Described as bacchanalian and sexy, sexual deviants. Uh, according to the report, Arkansas rep Steve Womack was frustrated that he's now being asked questions about the orgies and drug use that go on. <laughs> this article says, since Cawthorn isn't known for having any kind of friendship or connection with Democratic politicians, people are assuming that he must be referring to his fellow Republicans. Uh, here's a tweet from Jared Holt who says, members of the caucus speaking to and courting white nationalists... GOP sleeps. Someone says GOP members host orgies and do cocaine. S gets real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, we're cool with you going to, you know, inviting a white nationalist or going to a white nationalist right. conference. And I guess we're cool with you being part of trying to overthrow uh, the 2020 election, but do not tell them about our coke orgies. Please just keep it secret. Time for Entertainment Hollywood News with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. The hairstylist for G.I. Jane doesn't understand why Jada Pinkett Smith responded to Chris's, Chris Rock's joke with the a hairstylist. The hairstylist. And they just gave Demi Moore a buzz cut, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was a very technical Enzo one. Angelari, who styled Demi Moore's buzz cut in the 1997 flick, says he didn't know Pinkett suffers from alopecia, but that her eye roll still didn't make sense to him and said, quote, I thought she looked amazing. So regal. I thought it was a beauty choice. Yeah. I have never seen her look so more beautiful. Angelari says he thought Chris's Chris Rock's quip was cute and benevolent, saying it it's nothing to cause such a rolling of the eyes, in my opinion, that sti sti stimulated her husband to act that way. Angelari called Smith's response completely unacceptable. He says, don't we try to teach our kids not to raise their hands? The hair whiz has a lengthy and impressive resume, having worked with Jennifer Lopez, Lucy Liu, Nicole Kidman, and Katie Holmes. He also has a close working relationship with Charlie Theron. Nangelari says it was he who encouraged Theron to shave her head for the 2015 film Mad Max Fury Road. Angelari says that he's even worked with Will Smith and calls him the nicest guy, but also thinks it's a little ridiculous for everyone to be talking about that Oscar slap. As he's talking about the Oscar slap. Right. <laughs> okay. While it went unnoticed by some in the wake of the slap heard around the world, some fans of Kirsten Dunst took issue with an Oscars moment in which co-host Amy Schumer referred to the nominated actress as a seat filler. The bit had Schumer pulling Dunst from her seat and sitting in it next to Power of the Dog nominee Jesse Plemons. Dunst's stands can relax, however, because Schumer responded to the online backlash with an Insta Instagram post explaining that that was a choreogra choreographed bit and she was in on it. <laughs> Adding, she wouldn't disrespect that queen like that. Yeah, I and that's her. Jesse Plemons is her husband, right? Too, so. Yeah, but I saw uh, some people 
uh, reposting clips of, of to make it. it look like oh it was an actual snub. No, it was a that was a bit. That was a bit. Well, the fact a, that and the, they were commenting on Amy Schumer calling her tasteless things like not funny, not you know appropriate. It's like it was, it was a, a bit. bit. Shut up. <laughs> One of the things this week that I can't believe is the trouble that some people have telling a bit yeah. from an actual, actual, you know, from a not not a bit. The Chris Rock thing, clearly not a bit. And the, the thing with uh, Kirsten Dunst clearly, clearly was. <laughs> right. Another not a bit. Remember that cute dog Jamie Lee Curtis held on stage called Mac and Cheese while celebrating the life of Betty White? Well, during this segment, she mentioned that the dog was up for adoption. Now, Mac and Cheese has been adopted by none other than John Travolta. Hey, this is John Travolta. <laughs> and I want to adopt the wickedly cute Mike and Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> you did it so perfect, the wickedly cute. <laughs> Travolta shared a pic of himself and 11-year-old son, Ben, who was holding the pup and captioned it. Ben adopted this dog from last night's Oscar tribute to Betty White. Thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis and Paul Works. Curtis took notice to the post and shared it to her own account, calling it a perfect tribute to Betty White. Did, I'm not. I'm not saying this is a joke. I honestly don't remember if this is a fact or mm-hmm. if I imagined it. Did Kelly Preston pass away? Yes, Dr. she Bolton? did. She did, didn't she? Yes. A, a while back, I think, and I think it was such a surprise to a lot of people because they didn't know that. Kelly. I think she had some sort of cancer. Was that his wife? Yes. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston was his wife. Was uh, in Jerry Maguire. She was Jerry Maguire's girlfriend that he broke up with at the very beginning uh, of the movie. You know too. that music video to Maroon Five? She will be loved. She will. She's the older woman in that video. Be loved. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, she passed away. Oh no. The wickedly cute. <laughs> Mark <Jesus>. and Chice. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Don't you remember when John Travolta got? Oh, what's her name? The wickedly talented Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem is the only thing I can remember. Well, what is her name? Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel. <laughs> God, I just remember All the right. Adele Dazeem thing. Um, and finally, here's a way to break your social media hiatus. Hilaria Baldwin broke a social media break to share the news that she and Alec Baldwin are expecting their seventh child. <gasps> Seven. Uh, she said, quote, after many ups and downs over the past few years, we have an exciting up and huge surprise. Another Balduino, Balduinito is coming this fall. Why are you rolling your Baldu- eyes at Balduinito? <laughs> Balduinito, yes. You're Baldu-nito. not a Latina just because you say you are Hilaria. Right. Is Balduinito, is she trying to be next in there? I don't think, I, I don't I don't think she can go a sentence without injecting some kind of <laughs> Latinx. Ooh, cred yeah. into it or whatever. Seven children. Oh, wait, all from her? From her body? From her, yeah, from her body. Yes, they have six wow. children already. No surrogates? No surrogates. Oh, Even wow. fake Latinas are really fertile. It turns out. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> You're so dumb. You're so dumb. <laughs> Baldwin called the new baby a very bright spot in their lives and a blessing and a gift during such uncertain Well, times. we knew that Alex wasn't shooting blank, so it shouldn't be that big a surprise. <laughs> 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 Uh, that was good. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. All right. Thank you, Joanna. It's the-
the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. As we uh, get into the 9 o'clock hour, there's Green Day and the Buzz Adams Morning Show. And we have a special guest in the studio. Joanna, you didn't know this, uh, probably, but the pickle party that they had a couple of weeks ago when uh-huh. we were out on vacation. Yeah. Uh, also uh, raised money for a local, well, I guess charity. Is, is uh, El Paso TNR... A charity, Teresa? Yes, it's a 501c3 organization. Okay, so a nonprofit. Yes, sir. And this is El Paso TNR, which stands for Trap, Neuter, Release. And this is Teresa Poulos. Poulos. Yes. Uh, from TNR. So tell us about that. It has. I hear the commercials running about feral cats. And uh, some of the stuff I've learned from those commercials that I've heard on the air is that feral cats are not dangerous. And uh, your organization tries to, uh, I guess, trap, neuter, and release. Tell us about what uh, is accomplished by TNR. Okay, so it is uh, trap, neuter, return. Trap, neuter, return, return to? The exact place where you trapped them. Okay, so I was saying release, but return, you know. Return, well, because you can't release somewhere else. Release into their original environment. Exactly, exactly. So uh, what we do, we are very, very fortunate. Um, Our program... Um, spays and neuters, we are affiliated with the Humane Society, and um, we try to keep the community cat population down. Now, there is a difference between stray and feral. A feral cat is completely not social, won't let you touch them. They're not going to be those cats that are going to sit in your lap. We also, there are strays outside, which are the domesticated cats that people let out, that people abandon. So what we try to do is keep the population down. Kitties at the McDonald's dumpsters and the alleys that truly have no one, we trap them. We get them to the vet, tip the right ear, which is a universal sign that they've been spay and neutered, give them their three-year rabies vaccine, and return them to the exact spot where they have been trapped. Now, would you, when you describe, because I've seen that before, I don't know how they congregate at specific fast food places because there's a Sonic on the west side that has a friggin' yes. metropolis of yes. cats out there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Are, called- those, are those feral or are those strays? It could be a combination of both. Um, it's amazing. Um, people that feed there's there's somebody that's a colony caretaker at that Sonic. I know exactly what where you're talking yeah. about. Uh, the McDonald's on Mesa. There are those of us and beyond that feed, um, and we want to get the word out. It's wonderful if you feed, but you need to fix them as well. And if should they call TNR? Should they so, get in touch with your group? Yes, sir. We have a website, ElPasoTNR.org. It is a very very um, we love our website. It's very animated. It's got a lot of information. Um, our telephone number is on there. And um, I just noticed that your your blouse is a cat print. Abs- I noticed your sweater when I met you at the front. But abs- I just noticed. I have to go to work after this. And so I couldn't show up. <laughs> I was going to ask you. TNR t-shirt. Nice. Are, are all your. Uh, is your entire wardrobe cat themed or just when you're making a, an appearance uh, you know, like this? It, it just depends on when I wake up in the morning, whenever we have events. Of course, we have yeah, our T-shirts right. with, with uh, the logo. You mean it depends on how you're feline? But I'm ah. ah. All right. All right. <laughs> 
Sort of. Okay. <laughs> sort of. So you get in touch with TNR. With El Paso TNR, yes, sir. And you let us know how many cats are in your colony. We have an extremely long list of people waiting because there are just so many spots available each month. Now, when you say in your colony, what if it's, well, you know, I've just noticed a lot of cats here. They're not on my property, but I want to, do you take tips like, hey, there's a bunch of cats that don't look like anybody's looking after them at this and this place? Um, primarily we deal with the colony caretakers. So many people call us and say, we saw cats here, we saw cats there. Well, that's lovely, but we need everybody to step up and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we see cats here. What can we do to help your organization get these cats fixed? Because we just have so many volunteers right. and it's not a whole lot. So You can't go out to every report of a, a cat. Because there are cats everywhere. How, I was going to ask you, how a, a big of a problem are the feral cats? Are there a lot of feral cats in El Paso? Is it a big problem? I don't like to use the word problem, okay. but we have a, 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 huge a, population. a huge overpopulation. And it's really, really difficult for us because we're out helping the ones at the dumpsters and the alleys. Mm-hmm. But yet people that have their own pets are letting them are out. still releasing un- them. And- unspay and neutered. Mm-hmm. And so a- as a community, um, I, I would like to ask, our group would like to ask, Let's let's everyone be a part of the solution and not the problem. So instead of calling a, a tip in saying, hey, I saw a cat over here, maybe they could go get the cat and bring them in to get neutered? Or? Uh, I think the commercial says don't, don't? try. Okay. Don't well, try and do well, that. Well, you would contact us. Okay. We would loan you the traps. We would say we have availability for spay and neuter on this date. There, There's a method to the madness, and we mm-hmm. have to, to coordinate Absolutely. Uh, to get these cats in. And I will tell you... Um, we would love if there's any veterinarians that are listening to this show, we'd love for you to be a part of, of our program in spay and neuter. Even if we understand there, there is a shortage of veterinarians period in El Paso, but if you could do four a week, that's 400 kittens that you are saving from being born. Right. So even that those four, if you could help us per week makes a huge, huge difference. So when back to what you're talking about, like the, 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 the kittens or the colony of cats that live around uh, like a fast food dumpster, mm-hmm. are those feral or strays or it could go either way? It could go either way. It could go either way. A stray way. would probably come to you Poss- or might not. Possibly. Possibly. A feral cat, you couldn't touch a feral cat if somebody offered you $1,000. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That cat's not going to let you anywhere near it. Exactly. That's how you know it's truly a feral. And um, as part of... As part of the education piece, a female kitten can go into heat and get pregnant as young as four months old. And they will have several litters per year. And so the numbers are are exponential. And I can tell you that a female cat over a five-year period, if none of her litters are ever spay and neutered, wow. she can multiply and there will be over 20,000 cats that that one female has been responsible for. I just got like a little, uh, some literature in a, the form of almost like a tarot card. But it, it says that one cat in five years can have over 20,000 yes, descendants. Yes. Um, That's crazy. While we've got you wow. here, this is uh, Teresa Poulos, who's with El Paso TNR, Trap, Neuter, and Return. Uh, it seems like every neighborhood has at least one, maybe a couple cat houses, you know, where cats just congregate. I go uh, on runs with my dogs 
they know every house because they suddenly get very interested. How does that happen? How does what I've noticed in my neighborhood, Teresa, is if somebody has a cat, that's one thing. If they have two cats, they probably have ten cats, whether or not they all belong to them. How do these cats find one house? It's amazing. If you put food right. and water out on the front porch, they'll find you. Now, would you consider that a colony? If Absolutely. somebody's like, well, you know, at my house, we've been feeding and watering these cats mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. and uh, we would like your group to come in and uh, and do your work your magic on them. Come in and... Absolutely. What is your name? What is your address? What is your phone number? But as a neighbor, I couldn't call and say, hey, come out, check this out. You know what? You could. Yeah. And we would uh, put literature in their um, mailbox. Oh, okay. I got my... We would put literature on their door. We could knock on their door and see if they would allow us to help them. A lot of people don't want the help, and we're not going to go right. on someone's property and just set a people trap. People like having that many cats hanging around? Some people are very concerned, and I will tell you why. Um, years and years and years ago, before the laws changed in 2015, if someone called Animal Services and said, you know what, there's six cats at this house, they're coming to my property, Animal Services would come and trap them and euthanize them. And they would euthanize uh, well, over 20,000 to 30,000 a year. Wow. So people are afraid. What's the situation now if you called Animal Services? They, as of 2015, they don't, they don't pick up anymore. The laws have changed. The cats are protected. So, well, you can call and complain, but... But having They're community cats is not something that they will take take care of anymore. Well, they have their own spay neuter program oh, okay. through animal services, and that's a whole. But it's certainly other... I can understand why people would be reluctant to call because you're basically saying come out and destroy these unless cats unless they know that the laws right. have changed. I mean, there there are are times I have stopped by different properties, and and I have to um, earn people's trust and mm-hmm. say. Here's our cards. Look at the back. I drive a minivan. It's this full isn't of cat a trap. food. I'm yeah. here to help you because you're going to have a lot more. And it happens more often than not. Have you spoken to one uh, colony in particular, uh, a person, Joanna Barba's house? She has. Uh, <laughs> we a have reports of, of upwards of 500 cats. Yeah. That oh, might, no, I that's don't not have true. that many oh, cats <laughs> there. How many cats do you have, Joanna? I have five inside, and well, they're all fixed. And outside? Outside, there's. It's really gone down. I don't know where the others have been, but it's, well, we're it's willing to help you now. Joanna, are There's, they all fixed? Two he- of them are fixed because they have the little ear tip. tip the ear tip. Okay. And well, one this of is them- really who should be doing this interview. Yeah, Jan- right. jo- Joanna is the cat lady. Yeah, didn't, didn't, yes, did I mean help, that in the best possible that sense? Let's help one because he's so cute. Actually, I don't know if it's a boy or girl, but it's adorable. Did I, Pe- did Penny? Is she one the one that had a litter? Yeah. Because you, you had a litter of of cats, right? Or kittens? Yeah. How, so. I, I, I wish more people knew this. I had no idea that a, a, a mama cat can have three litters, 12 kittens in a year, in one year. So by oh, yeah. by getting a, a, a cat neutered or spayed, uh, you can save potentially 12 kittens in a year. Yes, and, and for those people that have their indoor cats, please, please get them fixed. Uh, you let your mm-hmm. your indoor cats out. Um, they, they are in danger as well. There's cars that run them over. There's humans that poison. Mm-hmm. There's coyotes in the neighborhood. There's all kinds of dangers out there. I want to grill uh, Joanna a little more. What's up? Um, are the cats what? that are outside, would, do they come to you? Are they feral or stray? I guess. I don't have know. you ever petted one of them? No, they don't let me get. Okay, near them. that's a, that's probably feral then. Right? Yes, sir. Or it's it could. Feral. Can a stray cat become feral? Like no. a, one that was formerly domesticated will never become feral. Um, really. They may be fearful, and you have to earn their trust okay. again. Um, Are kittens innately 
tame, you know, because they've been domesticated well, for so long? Well, I, I will tell you, um, it's kitten season right now. Oh. And um, mamas start to teach their babies uh, to protect themselves. It's, it's the cutest little thing to see a two-week-old kitten hiss at you. <laughs> mama's already teaching them how adorable. to survive on the street. A few Aww. years ago, I don't know, eight years ago, my daughters really wanted a kitten, so I got them a kitten from a rescue. Mm-hmm. Day one, kitten's kind of learning its way around our backyard. Day two, he's got five friends back there. <laughs> Day three, there's like 15. I don't know where they all came from. And I, it's not like out, I was they... putting enough food out for 15 kittens, though. Yeah. Yeah, but that 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 will happen at your house. I found out you let one, and you let the the whole world. And it's like they somehow they let all the other cats in the neighborhood know. Hey, this dude mm-hmm. is putting food out occasionally. You ought to come check it out. Absolutely. Okay. When people ask me, I just tell them to go ask Joanna or, or take them to Joanna's <laughs> house. Like I, say she, I get a lot of people who message me like, "Hey, Joanna, there's this cat. Do you want it?" Joanna, you and I need to meet and, and yeah. talk. I think we have a lot in common. Uh, yep. Joanna has this one cat. It is a chimera. It's Half of the face is one color, right down the middle, right down the middle of the nose. The other is the other side. I'm telling you, that cat is going to be worth money. If a Stop grumpy cat can get to... famous. If grumpy you're... cat can get famous. Stop you're trying to pawn off my penny, all right? No, no. I'm just saying you should. That's a unique cat. I've never seen a cat like that she's, before. It's amazing. She's an old gal. Now. Maybe we should let that one have more litters. No. Junior was her baby, though. It was Junior's birthday the other day. Name your cats. Junior, Penny, Kitty Purry, Pirate, and Pumpkin. <laughs> and the three that are just kind of hang around, did you name um, them? I call one of them T'Challa. <laughs> nice. The other one, we call him Smokey and then Wolfie. All right. Wolfie is adorable. I want it. Well, we have a check. Uh, this was from the uh, admission, uh, $2,000 that we'd like to present to El Paso TNR. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> no, I'm very serious. Um, I was I, when you didn't say anything. I was like, too low. Uh, <laughs> Were you, you counting on more? We are um, beyond grateful. Yeah, that you've given us the opportunity to take time out of your morning show. Oh, absolutely. To help educate, um, and we are beyond grateful for. that people give us because everything we we are a 100% volunteer organization. We all work full-time jobs. So we're up at 6 in the morning. We're out at 9 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. trapping, coordinating. Oh my gosh. Um, It's a full-time job in itself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I know each and every one of us that's part of this organization um, we eat, live, and breathe this organization because we realize there's such a need. And I'll tell you, uh, co-founders, Cindy Hernandez, Rachel Haddad, and myself, and all our group of volunteers, the wonderful um, uh, couple that did our website, um, we, are, we are all united for the same cause. And we realize that not everyone has our passion and not mm-hmm. everybody likes cats. But I will ask you all to please show compassion and be a part of the solution, not of the problem. Um, it is a felony to harm a cat. Mm-hmm. If yep. you trap because you don't like them and gosh darn it, you're going to get them out of your neighborhood and you get caught, by God, we're going to make sure that something's going to happen. You're, the laws you, have changed and they are protected as of Title Seven. All right. So 
just so everybody knows, whatever your feelings about cats are, you cannot harm a cat, even if you think there's too many of them or right. you don't like we, them. And there's what? an option for you. Call TNR. Reach I out to us. I always say, if you don't like cats, this is a great organization to support because they will help reduce that population. Exactly. And there are humane deterrents. There are coffee grounds. You can pull up to a Starbucks and say, hey, can I have your old coffee grounds? They'll give you bags of it. And you can put it around your property. Lemon peels. But to harm an animal, show some compassion. They are out there not because they want to be. It is because humans did not Mm -hmm. spay and neuter in the first place. All right. This is, uh, and by the way, it's not just us. So everybody who bought a ticket to the pickle party, you know, it came from the ticket. So everybody, thank you for uh, contributing to that. Uh, This is Teresa Pullis from El Paso TNR. And again, their website is elpasotnr.org. Can you go to that website and sign up to volunteer as well? Absolutely. Uh, And we have a telephone number as well that you can, um, you can call. It's 915-209-0190. We love volunteers. If, if you can't help trap, maybe you can help transport. Maybe you can help with our call list. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything you're willing to do uh, to volunteer, we are grateful because we realize you can choose any organization to help. All right. Thank you, Teresa. And uh, thanks for partnering with us. And everybody, uh, you know, look out for those cats. Definitely don't harm a cat. Here's one thing to think of people who say they don't like cats, they want to get rid of cats. Just watch that movie on Netflix, Don't Don't F F with Cats. cats. Yeah. You have in common with the folks at TNR, you would both like to see fewer cats out running around. That's something you have in common. Just don't commit a crime. To or, get rid of them, you know, or you know, a, really a sin when you think about it, like harming a defenseless creature yeah. like that. Uh, get in touch with El Paso TNR instead. Thank you, thank Teresa. you, Great thank to you meet all you. so much. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about sports. Steve Kaplowitz has dropped by uh, to join us, so it just doesn't feel right if we don't do it without the, uh, the Steve intro song. Yeah, we are. Thank you, Dickie V. Cappy, uh, good morning. We don't good get morning. into the final four until this weekend, so we'll definitely well, talk more about that uh, in depth tomorrow. We kind of got into the final four last night. The final four of the NIT. Okay. I mean, that still kind you of know, counts, right? That's I don't know if you know it. this, but when Nolan Richardson coached at Tulsa, Tulsa won the NIT one year, mm-hmm. and that was such a huge deal. Like, I, I think I might have been an eighth grader. When Tulsa won the NIT, but that was a really, really big deal. Sure it is. I mean, the NIT is still the, you know, it's this tournament right under the NCAA. It used to be more prestigious, didn't it? Um, yes. Back in, back in the 50s, the NIT was considered actually better than the NCAA tournament. So that is that is a, a 100% accurate. In fact... Well, who's still going strong in the NIT? Uh, right now, we have the... Um, well, yesterday, St. Bonaventure beat Virginia 52-51. And um, I'm sorry, that's the... Uh, now, this is the NIT, but that was... Because the... That was, that was the wrong date. Let NCAA right women date. are no, also right. going on, too. Um, so. I'm sorry. Xavier beat St. Bonaventure 84-77 yesterday at Madison Square Garden. That's the semifinal game. And Texas A&M beat Washington State... 72-56. So Thursday, it'll be Xavier and Texas A&M in the NIT Championship. A game will be airing. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock. Our coverage begins at 4.30 on Thursday. And that's tomorrow. Yes. On our partner station, 600 ESPN 
El Paso. You're home for everything college hoops. And by the way, we're also going to be airing the women's final four. That's going to be on Friday, Buzz. And believe it or not, I get a lot of calls from people excited about the women's final four. Here's what we have on Friday. South Carolina and Louisville, two number one seeds, mm-hmm. and Stanford and UConn. I mean, those are that's terrific sure. basketball games. So we'll have them both for you uh, starting those air at 5 o'clock on Friday. So, yes, women's final four on Friday. Men's uh, NIT championship tomorrow. It's a, it's it's a busy week for college basketball, and then of course the Final Four uh, coming up on Saturday. All right, uh, UTEP guard Jamal Bienemy mm. has announced that he has hired an agent, plans to turn professional. That's right. And uh, this is not really leaving early because he got an extra year of eligibility. He played two years at Norman for Oklahoma. Started those two years, by the way. Not just played, he started. Transferred to UTEP and was a star, all-conference uh, point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine people are going to be asking, well, is Jamal enemy ready for the NBA? But when you turn pro, it you know, it's not just the NBA that people have their eyes on. Is that what... Is Jamal Biennemi looking to go into the NBA draft? Yes, he is. And if he doesn't get drafted, he still can uh, play in the summer league and then play in the G League and try and... Uh, also, he's got know. a month or two to change his mind, right? Isn't he there does. a deadline he could... He could uh, so if he gets a draft grade that's not good enough and he's not happy with it, he can always come back to college, assuming there's a spot left for him. But, June 1st is the deadline to yeah. return for the final season, but Biennemi says that he's he's made up his I mind. Think, I think pro. Jamal Biennemi, who has played a lot of college basketball over the course of his uh, of his career um, is probably right now ready to pursue the next chapter and um, I gotta tell you we've interviewed him we've watched him play he's a great kid really uh, loves El Paso and from what I hear um, he's the kind of person that would want to live here um, you know when when his basketball career is over so don't be surprised if we start to see Jamal Bienemy around El Paso down the road once his uh, once his pro career comes to an end because he liked El Paso that much he's uh, six foot five which is a good size for an NBA point. Yep. You know, that's a great size. I I would have to admit that I just have not personally seen enough minor games in the two years that Jamal's been here to say even conjecture where he would go well, this in, a, year, in a mock draft. I felt that this year, again, so many players, they got the most out of their ability. I thought Sule Boom was terrific this mm-hmm. year. And I thought Biennemi, uh was more of a scorer, a distributor. He did it all, a good leader on the court. And, um, you know, again, I think for minor fans, they have to understand that, you know, this was a veteran team that was back last year, and uh, there are going to be a lot of uh, departures. Some players are going to go pro. Some are going to go into the portal uh, and look to go elsewhere. And I said on the radio uh, Monday, you know, prepare for a mass exodus. And it's not a bad thing. It's just the, the facts that, you know, some of these players are ready to move on to the next chapter like Jamal. Others might look to perhaps get a fresh start someplace else. And, you know, we could see a lot of new faces uh, later this year when the 2022-23 season starts for UTEP basketball. Tiger Woods has been playing practice rounds at Augusta. Have you heard about this? I did. He played with Justin Thomas and his son, um, Charlie, Charlie, yesterday. And apparently he did fine. Look, uh, this is the course that probably favors him the most. He's had, the, he's had so much success at Augusta National. It would not surprise me one bit if Tiger ends up uh, playing at the Masters uh, you know, in, in, what, a couple of weeks. 
Uh, so Tiger Woods might play in the the Masters when it gets underway, but that's not for sure. Not everybody's convinced that he is going to play. Well, you if he does sure. play, is he going to be competitive? I mean, he almost lost a leg. Yeah, last exactly. Year. Well, that's, and and by the way, there's a lot of hills at Augusta National, so it is not an easy walk by any stretch. I think he wanted to probably test out the course just to see if his body can hold up uh, over the course of a practice round or two, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't think it's a done deal that he's definitely going to enter. I agree with you. Uh, the tournament, but he might, and I know that that would definitely elevate the interest in the Masters. Tiger almost died a year ago in that car accident, and and it's a good thing he was wearing that seatbelt because if he wasn't wearing the seatbelt, he probably would have been dead. So um, you know, the fact that he's still alive is big. Uh, the fact that he's still playing golf is pretty incredible, and the fact that he's ready to try to come back and do it again. Hey, I, you know, people rooted for Tiger the last time. I think they're you know, everybody will be rooting for him this time around. There's a sports book out of the Caribbean. Uh, the odds makers have laid odds on a fight between Chris Rock and Will Smith. Really? <laughs> yes, and YouTuber or whatever he is, Jake Paul offered Chris Rock and Will Smith $30 million to settle their differences in the ring. Bovada, which is a Costa Rican sports book, jumped on board and offered odds. Who who would you give the edge to in a in a match. Just based on size, I'd give it to Will Smith. He also trained for Ali, which means he he has boxing experience. He's younger. He's got more yes. reach, probably. Yes. I would go. But not that much younger. I think, what is Chris Rock now? Chris Rock about? is like 57, 57, 58 years old. Yeah, what's, uh, and, and what's Will? About 52, 53? Somewhere in there, probably. Okay. So a few years. Yeah. Um, I would probably give it, although I will say this, Chris Rock's got a chin. He has he a, take a shot. Yes. He took a shot well. Well, if you want to know how the sports book has it, their numbers show Smith the clear favorite at minus 220. Mm. Chris Rock as the plus 155 underdog. Um, what would you do? Would you would you lay your money on Will Smith in that one? <sighs> yeah, probably. I mean, just for the same reasons that you mentioned, probably. If Chris Rock gets a microphone, I think he wins. Yeah, if they had a roast battle, yeah. I would give it to Chris Rock. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the truth, too. He would he would kill Will Smith in a roast. Steve, what did your wife think about all this? Did she say, you better stand up for me if anybody ever talks about my hair? No, we, we looked. We, 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 <laughs> that's pretty good. No, we, we, we did talk about it the night it happened, and it, I, you know, it was surreal watching it, but we didn't really discuss like that, that whole part of it. We just talked about how you, know, you can't just go up and slap somebody in public like that and risk you know he could have been they could have pressed charges if he if Mm -hmm. chris rock really wanted to that would have been real interesting in itself or better yet what if rock would have retaliated and could have had a brawl on the stage that's what it really would have been the fun part is if he got slapped jumped will smith they get into a full brawl at the oscars that would have been that would have been unbelievable well uh one celebrity out of hollywood we're we're trans uh we're still talking we're, sports. No, we're not. We're out. <laughs> and we're fully going into the to the entertainment side of things, Steve. All right, that's fine. Uh, so Jim Carrey was on CBS Mornings, and uh, he he said that he was very disappointed in Hollywood for their reaction. 
I don't know. That was kind of like the coolest thing that's happened. At the, I mean, cool in that it was something yeah. that everybody Different. was talking. As far as water cooler talk the day after the Oscars. Yeah, except instead of all the political messages you usually get during the Oscars, this you actually were able to have something completely different that's never happened before, right? Have we ever had any physical altercation at the Oscars before that's mm-hmm. been uh, filmed? I mean, not behind the scenes stuff. I'm talking about stuff that's right yeah. there in full as view. As far as on the stage, Buzz I could has an find. article uh, that he put up yesterday about the three previous Oscar controversies that we've already forgotten about. Well, I wouldn't say forgotten, but the most famous Oscar controversies might have been controversial at the time, but they well, were say, way, none of them had way, physical violence. None of them, them had physical violence. There was mm. the time Marlon Brando sent uh, an actress dressed up in Native American garb to, to decla- refuse, to his, refuse Oscar. his Oscar for The Godfather over the treatment and portrayal of Native Americans in movies. And then they said booed. she got booed, and they also said that John Wayne was backstage and had to be physically restrained from going on stage really? and making her stop. Uh, wow. So at the time, that was pretty controversial. That would be controversial, yeah. But it doesn't come anything close to the Is slap. it almost amazing how smoothly Will Smith did it? Went up, slapped him, sat back down, and we are all... Like how well, did Will Smith not even worry that Chris Rock was going right. to come back at him? He just turned around on his heel and walked back to his chair. And it it kind of seems cool the way he did it. Nobody's asking for his arrest. Nobody's saying, "Oh my God, this is the the, the worst thing." Well, ever. listen, Jim Carrey said that he wishes Chris Rock had pressed charges. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from Chris Rock. Not at all. Chris Nothing. Rock is keeping it pretty mum. There are some people who say they've spoken to him. Charlemagne the God, who hosts a show on the radio, uh, said that he's spoken to Chris Rock. Chris Rock didn't know about the alopecia. And it sounds like it was not a it was an off the cuff remark, so it wasn't a written joke. It wasn't a joke that had been written down for Well him. plus hasn't she also had short hair in the past? You know, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I would have thought it was, it was just a style like choice. A, yeah. a style choice, right. or you know, right. it's just I I'm more comfortable wearing my hair this way. She looked good too. She didn't look like she anything's wrong. Nothing was abnormal about the way she looked. I still want the camera shot of them together before he got up because you know they've got it. You know that that is a shot. From her eye roll to the joke to him. Yes. Because what you happened? Know that they did cut. she? Did he cut her his eyes to see her reaction? Did she say something to that's Will? That's what. That's like, what I want to know. You better get up there and. That, that Lisa, whole thing is there. I mean, yeah. you know that you know as many cameras that they have got on actors and actresses. You know that they did not leave those two at that point. Well, something happened from the moment that Will Smith was laughing at the joke to when he was going up on stage. Yeah, of course. Of course. Lisa dropped by yesterday uh, unannounced on the After Buzz, but we brought her in. And one of the things that she said was really interesting was she said, uh, Will Smith said, uh, I told you before, keep my wife's name out out of your effing mouth. So I really need to listen to it again, because that puts a whole different light on well, it. I told you before. So that establishes, if that's the case, had he told him before? And Lisa said it was from the 2016 16. Which well, Jada boycotted. I don't think she was even there. Well, that Chris Rock. Chris made a Rock joke was about the her. host. He made a joke about her not being there. Think about this for a second, mm-hmm. Cappy. Uh, I, I checked her IMDb. Jada Pinkett Smith has only appeared in four movies in since 2016. So okay. less than a movie per year. 
I'm not counting all the stuff that she's done on her red table talk. I was going to say, she does other stuff. She does other stuff, but as far as movies, which is what the Oscars are for, she's only made four movies since 2016, but she's been responsible for two of these huge, or at least central, if not responsible, at least central to two of the biggest controversies. This one with the slap. Yep. And she was also the person who kind of started the boycott the Oscars, and it all stemmed from Will not being nominated for concussion. Does anybody remember oh, the yeah. movie Concussion? Great movie. I mean, right, it, that's what, isn't it, that it turned Smith into the doctor. Mm-hmm. It um, turned yeah. into a bigger thing that you know, no people of color were nominated in any of the major acting Not categories one, that right. year. But isn't this the first Best Actor award Will Smith's ever won? Yes, yeah, he's so been nominated about before. That. Right, but think about it. it's his first ever win, and nobody's really going to remember the win. They're only going to remember the right. slap. So ultimately, his Maybe actions... Maybe Will Smith is going to say, I assume that along with winning your first Oscar, you were allowed to slap the person you're choosing. <laughs> Didn't everybody- he was so sure that he was going to win. Um, you agree with Jim Carrey, by the way? You think that uh, Chris Rock should sue him for $200 million? No. I mean, I think Chris Rock is... People would be, the- people would be making fun of Chris Rock then, saying, oh, you can't take a... You, know- you can't... Should the Motion Picture Academy... Um, now ban Will Smith from future Oscars award ceremonies after what happened. You know, I think they're trying to figure out what they're going to say because they had hinted that they thought about ejecting Will Smith from the awards mm-hmm. that night. Well, that would have been amazing if they ejected him and then he wins the award and, and he's I not there. I wouldn't go so far as to say I wish they would or they wish they wouldn't, but if it had come out... He like got the, a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation. And that's, what, and that's what bothered Jim Carrey. He said that that's what really angered him is that he got a standing O after winning the award after what happened earlier. Well, and not just that, but still a huge amount of sympathy, I feel like, from large portions of the internet and, and other places where people are saying, yeah, stand up for your wife. Yes, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few people are saying that. A lot of people are saying one third, one one out of three people. One out of three people thinks Will Smith did. According the right to a new uh, YouGov poll, one out of three people thinks that Will Smith did nothing wrong. Uh, so that's Jim Carrey again. I thought Okie Dokie Guy made an excellent point today. If you really want people to not talk about your wife or her hair condition, you wouldn't have done that because now what's that's everybody? All, that's yeah. all anybody's talking about. Hundred percent brings all the attention to him. Yeah, okie dokie guy called in with that pearl of wisdom. That's guys. a good that's that's a good take. If you if you don't want people talking about your wife, don't put it in under such a spotlight mm-hmm. like this. I think Chris Rock is handling himself fine the way he Oh, is. he's fine, yeah. Although um but does this now open the door? And this is what people are worried about: is future violence during during uh, you know shows. I don't like what he says. I'm going to go I, hit him. I, I yeah, exactly. Would, right. I would like. Will Smith has said he was wrong. He's apologized. But, but by the way, um, that's another thing, okay? So it's one thing to apologize on your Instagram. It's something else to right. call Chris Rock and tell him, you know what? It's a, It was a terrible thing for me. Right. I, I can't apologize. Maybe to he has done it. He, why wouldn't he have just, you know, I reached out to, I already reached out to Chris Rock. I mean, the whole idea of him apologizing on Instagram to me is just, it's a show. It's what it is. It's yeah. a show. I mean, you know. But we don't know that he hasn't spoken. I mean, there. We don't know that he has either. I would. No I would be. I would be surprised if if he reached out to Chris Rock. Really would. All right, Cappy.
What do I know about Hollywood? That's, I'll, stick, I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick to sports, which, by the way, three hours today, four to seven, we hit the air, uh, and we'll be talking about uh, – we, we have touched on this, by the way. We, I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes into Monday's show, and then I brought it up. You brought it up. Nobody called in about it? And I brought it up, and, and, um, and Adrian was really excited how did you about put a uh, How did you put a sports spin on this? Um, I, I, I forget. You played I said, Muhammad Ali. I just said something along the lines of, you know what, maybe they. Sh- I, I brought up a whole, the whole slap, and I, I equated it to something sports wise like Will Smith, and and um, it, yeah, I was that Who's, was my thing. Who who would have ever thought the highlight of any award ceremony, especially the Oscars, was going to be the Fresh Prince slapping Pootie Tang. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. It's true. All right, thanks, Steve. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Thanks. Turning be, re- talk. be ready to make your picks, okay? Well, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, crud. The games are, f- are we'll uh, going to be on Saturday. Sure. We'll see you Friday for sure. If you I- want me back tomorrow, no, hey, I- you know what? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm around. Yeah, come on tomorrow. Yeah, come on tomorrow. All see. right. Well, we, we, oh, we've God. got more to, we've got, know, we've got more to talk here, about. I've been sitting yeah. here for at least an hour thinking today's Thursday. I seriously Oh, have. my God. Ever today's since Friday, Buzz. You get to go home after this. No, today's Wednesday, dude. What? Sorry. Thanks, Steve. We'll talk to you either tomorrow or Friday. We'll find out. Uh, more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are right, we going to start uh, wrapping up the show. Oh, Nico had some nerd talk for us today. Nerd talk! Oh! <laughs> okay, so when you do nerd talk, sometimes it's science and medicine, sometimes it's movies and pop culture, comic books. What do we got today on nerd talk? Today we have a lot of movies and pop culture. Moon Knight today on Disney That's right. Plus. <laughs> Moon Knight today on uh, Disney Plus. Moon Knight. Mm, okay, Voltron. <laughs> I was a big Moon Knight fan. It was one of my favorite Marvel characters. Voltron, the popular mecha anime, has become a hot property around Hollywood as multiple studios have entered a bidding war for a live action adaptation. That's right, of Voltron. According to the Hollywood Reporter, thought, was, was Voltron one of the Transformers or yeah. one of the Decepticons or something? No. No, he no, doesn't have Voltron, anything to do with that. He's no. not a transformer. No, he—it's all the different tigers that come combined to—it's five different colored tigers to come together to create one all giant right. robot. All right. Uh, you were into it's it, a it whole out. different level of nerd than I'm than I'm comfortable. <laughs> with. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Ross and Marshall Thurber, who was also a part of Red Notice, is set to co-write and direct the film. Ellen Shannon is set as the other co-writer. Uh, next in movie news, you can almost smell it now. But an animated Play-Doh movie is on the way. Oh, my God. Following the tradition of taking our entertainment and toys and making them into movies that don't mean anything uh, like Angry Birds, the Emoji Movie, Trolls, or the movie Clue. Pixels. Or Pixels. Pixels was great. Play-Doh movie is on the way. Hasbro uh, is in the works on an animated movie based on the popular Play-Doh brand of clay-like compounds. I feel like is it Celebrity like- Deathmatch is already done. <laughs> <laughs> the film is slated to be written by Emily V. Gordon, who wrote The Big Sick, and directed by John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights. The team looks forward to bringing the audience a moldable, pliable, iconically scented hey. story about the importance of imagination. Right. I loved Play-Doh. I still love it. I prefer Socrates. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got Aristotle. Okay, Plato. Okay. Uh, oh moving on. Oh my God. Firehose Games announces a new gaming title, Tectonica. 
Firehose Games has announced a new first-person factory building and automation game called Tectonica. Tectonica is a first-person game where you can build and set beneath the surface of an alien planet. The new game will allow you to work alone or in co-op to build factories, gather resources, research new technologies, mold the destructible terrain, establish a base of operations, and uncover long-forgotten secrets. Interesting to you? Huh? No? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> maybe some people who are interested in the Proud family like me and maybe Joanna. Uh, they're going to get a new toy line based on the Proud Family Louder and Prouder. The Proud Family is being revived by Disney Plus uh, and the world of toys will bring some new stuff in the form of 10-inch fashion dolls like Penny Proud and her dad. All right. Thank you, Nico, for the nerd talk. No, nope, I got one more. Oh, well... No, I guess Go, that's the word. Do it really quick. All right. Quick. All the things coming to HBO Max. Uh, balls out. Gary the Tennis Coach. Battle Los Angeles. Beetlejuice. Bells are ringing. Black gold and blood ties. That's only the... Uh, All right. Thank you, buddy. I only got the bees. Okay. I, pre- I appreciate it. You got to plan this out better. 